Sin is all around us and certainly in us, even if it's not popular to call it that. The message of Jesus Christ is one of the few to take sin seriously and the only one to deal with it effectively. Welcome to First 15, where we are listening to God and responding to His Word in a personal way. I'm Ron, and I'll be your guide on this journey. We are all followers here, following God as we meditate on His Word and then respond to Him in prayer. If you're new to First 15, follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. In Season 4, we're reading and praying through a few New Testament letters. We've taken our time listening to the letter of James and learning some fundamental lessons about honoring God with our actions and practicing real love for our neighbor. How have you been challenged by James's challenging message of encouragement? This is a book that I just keep returning to and it continues to speak to me in very practical ways. I hope you're getting a lot out of it too as we listen to more from James and get another chance to take God's Word to heart and make it a part of each day. The intent of our podcast is much like James's letter. It's to apply the truth of God's message beyond the first 15 minutes to the rest of your life. We follow a four-step process. You can find details at wordofprayer.com. That's with dashes. As we've been listening to the letter of James, we're trying to gain some of its wisdom for our own lives. We have found some surprising things in this short letter, including a positive use of the Old Testament law, is looking back especially to Leviticus 19, and also a strong link back directly to the teachings of Jesus, especially the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5-7. through Today we're going to read the conclusion of the letter and let it speak to us right where we are. Please listen to James 5, verses 7-20. through Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. Look how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient over it, until it receives the early and the late rain. You also should be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Don't grumble, brothers, against one another, so that you won't be judged. Behold, the judge stands at the door. Brothers, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and of perseverance. See, we call them blessed who endured. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and have seen the Lord in the outcome and how the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. But above all things, my brothers, don't swear, not by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, But let your yes be yes, and your no, no, so that you don't fall into hypocrisy. Is any among you suffering? They should pray. Is any cheerful? They should sing praises. Is any among you sick? They should call for the elders of the assembly and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will heal the one who is sick. And the Lord will raise them up. If that one has committed sin, they will be forgiven. Confess your offenses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The insistent prayer of a righteous person is powerfully effective. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, 
and it didn't rain on the earth for three years and six months. He prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Brothers, if any among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, then know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. I used to read the last few verses of James as kind of an anticlimax to a short book that frequently had pretty punchy advice. I never really took time to identify the climax of the book, but I wasn't quite satisfied with the ending. I'm now trying to read the letter as a whole and to see the different parts of it as one unified message. If we return just for a moment to the opening lines of the letter, James already told us in chapter 1, count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Remember that? That's James 1, verses 2 through 5. From the first sentences of this letter, it's clear that James gives us two basic ways to respond to God's Word. With wisdom or in foolishness. Wisdom is shown by trusting God, growing in endurance, and forming a faith that's complete, not lacking in any essential area. Foolish followers want things both ways. God's blessings, as well as holding on to their doubt. They want the crown of life, but they also blame God when they give in to temptation and go chasing their own selfish desires. James in chapter 1, in fact, calls these people double-minded, two-minded people. One of the thematic verses that comes up early in James is to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. The wise will follow this path while the foolish are going to choose their own way, not listening to God or obeying His will. Here at the end of the letter, we see where that kind of life leads. Grumbling or complaint against God and others, impatience in waiting for God to act, and taking matters in your own hands. In summary, sin. And James has said it clearly. In the beginning, you choose the way of sin and disobedience. And the more you choose it, you eventually lose your freedom and become hopelessly entangled in it. That way leads to death. The only hope left is that someone comes along and helps you see your error and helps restore you to the way of God's wisdom. That's what the last few verses of this letter are all about. I'll remind you, verses 19 and 20, chapter 5, he says, Brothers, if any among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back, then know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins. A simple question is appropriate right now. Are you saved from sin beyond doubt? If so, thank God and make it your next step to help others tangled in sin to get free. If you're not sure, or if you know that sin has a hold on you, please get in touch with us. Let us know so we can pray with you and help you find the path. 
this is what the real big picture of the book of James looks like. And when you go back through the letter, you see that this ongoing contrast between living in the way of wisdom and following the path of foolishness is there at virtually every turn. What are we supposed to do on a practical level? Well, James gives us some solid counsel. He says, be patient as you wait for the Lord to come. Don't grumble against other believers. And don't speak with big boast or swear oaths. Just embrace the simple truth and don't be a hypocrite. And here's the real wisdom he shares. Pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for others. Pray believing in God's healing and God's answer. Pray for each other and for our sins. Let's do that now. Join me. God, thank you for your wisdom. We look around and things are not fine. You've not returned to set it all right. So we wait, but we are not idle and inactive. We're learning to love, to speak with words of life and with a spirit that loves and forgives. We pray for your healing. We pray for endurance. We pray for boldness to speak truth even when it's easier to go along with worldly wisdom. But God, worldly wisdom and riches will pass and ultimately fail. Only what you uphold will remain. Save me from seeking wisdom in the ways of the world. I pray for the peace that you give, the deep and lasting wholeness, and also for the hope that you hold out to us. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I've come to find a lot of fulfillment in how James ends his letter now as I grasp the whole message that he shares throughout the letter. He told us if we lacked wisdom, we should ask. And in the conclusion, these concluding verses that we read today, he shows us how to pray, both for ourselves and for others. He urged us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Now, in the conclusion, he echoes that, telling us to be patient, don't grumble or swear. And instead of getting angry, confess our offenses to each other and seek God's forgiveness and healing. It would not only be a shame to hear this message and then go away and do nothing, it would be foolishness. And that kind of folly leads to death. Let us be doers of the word and take James's message to heart for today and from now on. So we've prayed three New Testament letters, Philemon, Colossians, and now James. It's crucial to read the entire letter and pay attention to context as you listen to God speak through these special forms of communication from the first century. We mentioned early on about letters. The thing about them is we only get to hear one side of the conversation. And even just hearing that one side of the conversation, we can still hear God speak through these specific issues that early Christians were dealing with in the first century. There's definitely a greater blessing when we're in communication and we're working on deepening our relationship with God and with each other. Along those lines, I really would welcome hearing from you and knowing 
how this podcast is speaking to you. Could you drop us a short message at our Facebook page or on Instagram or Twitter? Just look up Word of Prayer 15, that's 1-5, and follow or like us there. Drop us a message, let us know what you've been listening to, how long you've been listening, what you're gaining from this, and if you have any requests to make of us, we'd love to hear from you. Verse 15 is a ministry of wordofprayer.com. God is coming and our hope is in Him. Show wisdom by setting your heart fully on His ways today.